Chi-Town. Chi-Town, yeah. 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 So um, difference between there and New York, like how long did you live there? Um, I, in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, yeah, yeah. We lived on this sort, but like from... When I was born, I was born in Chicago. Okay. Up until six to six, uh, three to six months, we moved. My oh, dad, okay. My dad from Cuba. My dad is from Cuba. Got so it. My dad is an immigrant. Immigrant. First place, I think he ended up in Miami at the Marilito, Morel um, um, Boat Lift, and then in Chicago with a family that he knew. Okay. I mean, that got acquainted with and met my mom. My mom was a topless dancer. Okay. So met my mom and boom, hooked up, and then, then your boy here now. Do you speak Spanish? Yo hablé un poco español, español. Oh, nice. Yo soy la primera hijo de mi padre acá. Él quiere ahí en la cantura cubano. Y mi hijo, Joaquín, la otra ahí, Valencia de la Calidad, and Lucia. My contact with my family, Cuba, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I'm a Cuban. I uh, did an interview with a gentleman um, who played a boxer, do you ever hear of um, Benny the Kid Perret? Yes. Yeah. That's a great Cuban fighter. Yes. That died in the ring. He did. By Merrill Griffin. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, but there was like a lot of, of trash talk that people said that he got what he was he was calling for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of interesting things I learned about that fight. Yeah. Right? What's so, the most interesting thing you learned? Well, because they say that a lot of it happened because of the trash talking, but he also said that he had been fighting a lot. He was coming off another fight, and like he, he was fatigued, yes. right? So that could have led to that could have right could have means what it just possibility possibility. All right. So what I was just telling you is like some things are just meant to happen. Mm. You know, that just happened that the way that it did. And, you know, we could go back, would have been, could have been changed this. But there's all one promise that we all going to die one day. And that's the way he got his time. But do you think like that, you don't think that people get cut short before their time? I think we are getting cut before your sign is usually murder. Murder is like when you, before you found purpose. Mm. Getting killed or, I mean, getting killed is being murdered is like you don't die with purpose. When you die at purpose, you die at peace with God. So I think, you know, our death comes all in different ways. But, you know, some people ain't ready for it. Some people are preparing for it. Like, I'm preparing for it. Mm. Uh, well, do you, how, how do you prepare, I guess, right? Prepare? Mm-hmm. Morally. You mm-hmm. prepare by your moral life being a conduct with being approved or saying, hey, I, like, I asked you a question deep. Well, be the deep question. Like, Have you got stuff in your life that you regret it? I think everybody does. Uh, I don't live with regrets. Mm-hmm. So if you live with regrets, it's like what you're regretting. Life mm. is about living and learning and growing, you know. And, you know, for me, it's like, you know, we can't live with regrets because regrets is, it means you're holding on to something that's not good for you. Well, maybe not regrets, but, like, things that I definitely wish I would have done better or yes. made better choices no, at we, the time. We, we, everybody can imagine they... But like what do you a, call that if it's not a regret? That's dreaming. It's dreaming? Yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah, dreaming. So like, how so? Like, because you can dream and imagine, but it never come to life. But dreaming and make it come, dr- dreaming within your reality is something that we should be learning how to do mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, like, ima- have imagination where it's just only based on your reality. I'm re- what's reality? Hey, I'm, I'm 40 years old, I'm getting fat, and, you know, I want to get back in shape. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's based on my reality. I can get back in shape. I can... I am chubby, but, you know, I can do something about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, regrets is like, oh, man, you know what? I had a chance 
to lose the weight, but I didn't. And why did you do it? It was because of you. You didn't want to do it. You was lazy. Whatever the case, you got to come in terms with certain things like that. I understand what you're saying. So basically, if you have an opportunity to change something, yes. then that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And if you look at it like that, if you if you got parents, like I grew up with parents, like a mom that wasn't really loving, you know, I can never let my mom die in vain. What letting my mom die in vain was like never changing what she couldn't do for herself. Mm actually making the change and being rewarded the time that I get to spit, whether it's a good or a bad example that my mom showed me, I'm basing my life on a good example that I need to be making for my own life. So, you know, the change that I feel my mom maybe didn't make, I make it for her. But Do you feel like people can't give you what they don't have? Yeah, of course, I think so. I mean, I wanted to give my last, mm -hmm. but, you know, you can't give what you don't got. Yeah. I kind of felt that way with my biological father, who I don't talk a lot about um, publicly, but I just feel led to today. Like, I, I used to be very, I wouldn't say angry, but, like, I felt rejected. You felt rejected. I felt rejected because I had never met him until I was 18 years old. Um, I didn't find out that that wasn't my... My stepdad wasn't my real dad until oh, I was man, like that's... eight years old and I could read. I was reading like this family, um, like family tree in, a, in my baby out, baby that's photo crazy. album. And I was like, Who's... your mom still what to do? No, well, yes. My stepfather, they've yeah. been married for like almost yeah, that's 40 different years. Though. I think that kind of term. So you did have a father figure. Yeah, it's yes. Yes. He's my dad and he's a great man. And I always appreciated the fact that he took care of me equally as he took care of my sister. But I think the way that I found out was interesting, and and how old were you? I was like eight. And yeah, that's. And wow. I was just learning how to read. Oh my god! And I was like, "Who's Jake?" And my mother was like, "She wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't. She didn't have an answer." And she she had to tell me, right? But it's weird because I feel like as a kid, I always knew that my stepdad wasn't my dad. It was just something, something. innate that I felt. So when I was eighteen years old. I met my real dad for the first time, um, and at that point, I was already. Did pregnant. you have you know had no issues with your mom on that whole thing? Oh, I did. I, I was resentful for a long time because yeah. I felt like someone should have said something. The honesty of it. But at the same time, now that I'm an adult and I look back at it, I understand why she didn't. Right. Because she kind of spared me from like the hurt feelings of all that, which like you were talking about your mom. Right. Yes. And I was just making a point about people can't give you what they don't have. Mm -hmm. I don't think that my father at that point in my life, my biological father, mm -hmm. could have given me what I needed at that time, which is why I think God is very interesting in that he brings people into your life to give you what you need yes. at that moment. Yes. And I don't know that I would be the same person had I been raised by my biological dad. Now, yeah, but that that's one of those would have been, could have been. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, you are the woman that you are now. Maybe you didn't have the process, but you did have the examples, whether you liked them or not. True, true. So I think we got to sometimes, that's what, for me, that's where reality is. Like, imagine it. Right now, you have the power to forgive your, your stepdad. Which I, which I do. You yeah. know what I mean? I, it took me a long time to get to that place, But did though. you get to the point to do it where if he, if you was like, I forgive you, and he was like, what you forgiving me for? And he go through that rabbit, that foxhole where it's never ending. And mm -hmm. he's like, you got to come up to the point where you, you say, I'm forgiving him. I know and nothing he's going to be able to do that 
changed the way that I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm forgiven. It's not about his liberation. It's about my own. I was tested with that. Oh, I was tested during that, during COVID, because he got sick for a month. And I hadn't talked to him probably in like a year and a half. And I just felt in my spirit that he was not right. So I called him and I was like, hey, how are you? He's like, oh, I'm in the hospital. I've been mm. in the hospital for mm. a month. I got a really bad heart condition. Oh, my God. Right. So at that point, I could have been like, well, I could leave him there. Right. Or I can be empathetic and have compassion. So God tested me with that. Yes. And I think God tests us with our level of forgiveness yes. with people. Right. So for me, I was able to let that hurt and the bitterness of all that go away. Because a long time I was a little bitter about it. That, that's that's amazing because you it's almost like if you didn't do it. What you should have done, which is be there and be committed, because like, you be a reflection of who he was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think True. we got to always be the one that be the bigger person. So my mom was always, when I'm fighting with my brother, my mom was always talking about, you got to be the bigger man. I'm like, mom, why are you telling me yeah. that I always got to be the bigger man? Because mm -hmm. he know that I got the capabilities to always think like a level-headed man, mm -hmm. and maybe not so much like my brother. No disrespect to them, but yeah. you know, that's what it is. I understand what you're saying. Do you feel like you're in that same place with your mom? I forgave her. I feel, I, you know, like you said, if you didn't, if you, how can somebody get something where they never knew? My mm -hmm. mom never, my, my mom version of love was, you know, maybe saying it. My level of love is like saying it and doing it. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it different. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I just talked to my mom today and, um, you know, it's, she like, she was, she's, she's the woman that basically, um, that helped me reflect the woman that I was looking for. You know what I'm saying? So what does that woman look like, seeing that you didn't maybe get that love or the nurturing? Uh, you know, I, I chose to be the mid type of man that if a woman was to say, hey, I'm thirsty, I would have to go bring her to to to, to water instead of bringing her to the desert. Mm -hmm. I can't get mad that maybe my mom just didn't have the, the right kind of leaders in her life to lead her mm -hmm. for, for her to drink. Mm -hmm. You know, she was like always as thirsty because wasn't providing for what she needed. So I made sure that for me, the commitment was to be a true leader, a true man with a, a good, a manly voice that I step in when I need to and step out when I need to, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's something I'm t teaching myself every day. Yeah. Who cultivated boxing in you? Like, how did you get interested in that? Uh, I was basically uh, fighting on the street already. And somebody said, man, you should box. And I had family members, I was a boxing fan, like, you, you should go box. And, um, they was fighting on the street. I was like, um, um, OG in my hood, jo uh, Joby, gave us these gloves. Said, I heard y'all always fighting on the street. You should go ahead and take these gloves and y'all use them for whatever y'all need to stop fighting on the street. Gave me these boxing gloves. We used to take them all to different neighborhoods and boxing to the point where it's like, with those boxing gloves, had me stepping forward in the gym at 15 years old. And mm -hmm. I felt like I was supposed to, I, I never walked into place and like, I felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, as a kid, you know, when I went to Camp Henry as a camp, I didn't even go because we couldn't afford I went because our trip, our school was taking us to the trip to go there. And I'm like, man, it's more than growing up, like, the way I grew up. I say, I got to see more. So when I stepped into the boxing gym, I said, this is what was going to provide me to see the more that I want to, I want to see. And that's yeah. what I did. I fought for it every day. Yeah. Was that an outlet for you, boxing? Uh, you know, anywhere where you struggle, right? Anything positive, whether it's fighting or whatever they, how they want to look at it, is like I had organization, I had some, I had a leader's voice, I had men around me teaching me, 
you know, these things and attributes that I was able to use in my life, mm -hmm. not just in boxing, but also outside the boxing ring. Yeah. I think that for me, having that knowledge and the experience that I got, it, made, it just made me more like focused and more uh, uh, discerning about things. Sure. So let's talk a little bit talk about that, the discernment, and then like some of the things that you learn from boxing and being in the ring that you were able to transfer into just life in general. Like, yeah. what would you say some of those things are? Like shadow boxing. You know, shadow boxing is like when you practice fighting yourself. But if you really think about it, where do you shadow box at? It's like, hey, I shadow box in the, in the mirror, so I got to get used to seeing the person in the mirror. Mm. Most people can't even look at themselves in the mirror. They don't like the person that they are. And I had to learn that coming into terms with the person and beating up the person I don't like about in the mirror is something that I had to do in boxing. Mm. And I think that translated is saying, hey, what I teach now, training people is like, hey, you know, you're fighting too, but you're fighting something totally different that your your mindset may be a bit of, but I'm trying to teach you a fighter's mentality to show you that. Go to the mirror. Are you happy with the person you see? Sometimes they say no. I said, well, we got to find out the reason why. And sometimes you can't pull it from your mind. You know where you got to go get those answers type answers from? Where? Your soul. Mm. Deep down, you got to dig deep down there. And like, you know, working out is a form of worship to God. You know, we give it to the almighty creator because God don't want us to be unhealthy people not thinking about health. That's so good. And and I agree with you. I think that will not think the, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. So if you respect the reverence of the Holy Spirit, you're Amen. not going to just pollute your temple. And I mean, I had to learn a lot about that, too. Like, I mean, I used to drink a lot. I used to party a lot. Mm -hmm. I was recently lost like 60 pounds over the last like year and a half. And I had to get myself to a place of discipline because yes. I was like, I just want to honor God, not yeah. with just my words and my speech, but like with my body. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Well, you know, discipline is part of it because we serve a God of discipline. Mm -hmm. God is disciplined by how he's promised us all these promises and he's committed and disciplined to keep them promise coming every yeah. time. They're eternal, right? Yeah. So, like, I think that's that, that right there is a good mindset to have is about discipline. That's one of the... Um, the D's, what we have to do, we have to, like, when we deciding to, like, take on a project, decide, disregard it, um, delegate it, or um, do it yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to do it. So I think being disciplined behind, it, it fits into my, my D um, to get things done already. Definitely. So that's the inner work. That's the hard stuff. Yes. So how do you teach somebody who may not have a mindset of faith or have yes. a foundation of faith yes. to do that? The secular way? Mm -hmm. I has to say, hey, the secular way is, is something higher than yourself out there that's working out in your calling, in your favor. You and your mind have to come up with knowing that it's good things planned for you. And even current circumstances, and even if they bad, can be used for good because we serve a good God, whether mm -hmm. you know it or not. Mm -hmm. So I could teach the goodness of God without them saying, knowing God. But if you say, hey, listen, everybody got an idea about God. Mm -hmm. But let's first and foremost, what's the name of your God? Mm. Because now it becomes God against God's now. Right. What's your God tell you? What's your God do? We have a book that God say his eternal word is going to last forever. That means they don't die. Right. So to write from the book the way it is, I, I learned about a promise that God got his name on it for me. And I read it and I feel that the sparse conviction of it. And I tell somebody, hey, you know, you should 
program yourself to know what you actually believe and teach it from why what you do. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that comes through like the profession of your mouth, yes. right? Right. Yes. Life and death are in the power of the Depends tongue. It says, "By your words, you are. Um, by your words, you are. By your words, you are justified, and by your words, you are condemned." Mm -hmm. So we got the power to speak death or life into yeah. a person. Yes. So let's say somebody's in a negative space in life, yes. right? And they find themselves going through the same trials and tribulations. Yes. How do you coach them out of that? I say first and foremost, why do you think you're there? Mm. Second, if it's anything that got you there that you could have did, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And what were you? What are your ultimate goal? Why overcoming this? Mm. And then next, I would tell them, um, let's look, fo let's focus on our life of prayer. Let's get up and f um, dedicate ourselves by training our mindset to have a godly mindset on all things, mm -hmm. even when I struggle. The hardest thing to have a godly mindset is struggling. Yeah. But God said count it as joy. So we got to learn how to count out struggles and trials as joy. And until we get to the know that, then you'll start to know what the power of God looks like. So now I teach the power of God for me and my passion because I didn't been I overcame a lot in my life. But I know my God is good and I know he got promises that I just got to be edified by him by reading it and being discerning enough to know what is true and what path he laid out for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard road, kind of faith I got. I don't feel like many people got the type of faith that I have. Do you think boxing helped you with yes, that? Yes, because God showed me that I was willing to fight and die for something I didn't even... And I was a boxer fighting in vain. A man hurt, yeah. I was fighting with pain, never for fame. The fight that will ruin your brain. I didn't have the OGs put me on game. I had the spirit of Christ who was giving me life. This world we living in was just giving me strife. But God had a plan to me to give him true worship, for me to turn up, to stir up, to be the first of all. All of a sudden, I had peace more abundant. I went from nothing to finally having something for my frenemies. How to stop looking as my enemies. That imagery brought me memories. That's what mm. I was basically saying. Bars. Bars. Right? That's great. Yeah, so basically what I was saying is like, you know, all these things, is it's, it's all interconnected. It's a woven story of God. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So if you had to take a look back, right, yeah. at boxing and, like, the journey that you've been mm -hmm. on, what – would you say has been a pinnacle moment for you that kind of just reshaped maybe the direction of your life? Losing my first fight. Mm. Because I got a vision before that happened that God was going to take away me being victorious and I was going to be put in the seat that I put a lot of other men in the seats like that. So I actually was put in the position I put a lot of other men in. So I basically, and then God said, I was going to get a victory. How do you get a victory out of a loss? Mm. And to this point where I said, I got to go back and start to recap now like the scriptures now come alive to me it says when the holy spirit comes on you it will remind you all things that i have said now i can go back to the point where i was losing i looked up to the sky said god i'm listening now i know what he told me hmm. it's a blessing that is a very interesting perspective because most people don't aren't willing to take the like the lesser the yeah. back seat right because mm -hmm. it's it's our ego, right, loves ego. the glory. Right. It loves the attention. It loves the winning. It loves the like the feeling. No, that's of all that's that. that's not actually ego. Okay, you know what, what that's you, called? What's that? It's called pride. That's mm. your pride doing that. Okay, ego is something we need. We just need to learn what our ego is. Our ego is basically telling yourself what is it, like. 
if your man right now look up, I want you to read up. Go Google up what ego means. Mm-hmm. Ego look up, and let's let's define this because it's good for the listeners too. Because yeah. everybody think that ego is bad. What does it say? A person's sense of self esteem and what? A self important. Let's break down self esteem. Let's use self esteem, self respect. All right, let's read it with self respect. Read it again now. Or instead of self esteem, read self self respect. Read it with self respect instead of self esteem. Just say a person instead of saying self esteem, say self respect instead. Yeah, go ahead. Let me see it. Read it again. Yes, and what else? Self-importance. And self-importance. Mm-hmm. Don't we got all feel yeah, self-importance? Don't course. you got to have respect? Mm-hmm. So we need our ego. Yeah. Where you put your ego at is the problem. Yeah. Now, if you put your ego on your side of yourself, what is that called? If you put your self-respect in yourself, what is that called? Well, I will tell us. Pride. Pride. Why was it to say pride? I should yeah, just be, I should have said it. Yeah, just trust yourself. Yeah. Pride. Pride is the number one weapon against the enemy. The enemy wants you in your pride because half the thing come with pride. What we know come with pride. Mm-hmm. If you tell somebody, hey, this is the God I believe in, even if it's not even of God, mm-hmm. you're still going to believe in it because your pride is telling you that you got to hang on to that yeah. type of information. Yeah. And pride comes before the fall. And that's amen. Yeah. So yeah. now you know we need the ego. Now, if I say... Your self if you said that again, my self-respect, and I put all my self-respect in the Lord Jesus Christ, then that means you're no longer higher than him. Mm. You're, you're no longer higher of yourself. You're, you're putting authority over in God. Mm. So it's never about pride at that point. You just got to learn where to put your ego at. I love that you broke that down because, honestly, we're always taught that ego is a negative no, it's thing. A negative noise. We, we, we got to reteach that. It yeah. said you need your ego. You just need to know where to put it. Where to put it. Sometimes you don't know what you need and God knows what you need. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And that was very, uh, now if you ask me again, how do I feel? Yeah. I feel very liberated. That's it. That's what it says. Yeah. It says in Romans, James chapter one, verse, uh, chapter one, verse one, it said, um, the, when uh, the perfect, the perfect law comes and it will come to set you free. Mm. And you ask somebody, what's the perfect law? It said the law of the spirit has came to set you free from all your condemn, um, condemnation. Mm-hmm. He came to say, I'm here. I'm said liberally trying to set you free spiritually. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I think we all can, like we've all have something that has come into our life. That was, with evil intention that yeah. was used to set us back or try to steal our purpose. But God used it for good. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's what I got for me. That's what I teach, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So you have your family, right? Yes. Is this your only son? This my, it's my only, my main son. What's my, well, you know, my son's name is, I'm going to have to come out with an EP. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to call it The Seven Scrolls Lifted by Yahweh. You know Amen. what Lifted by Yahweh means? Joaquin. Joaquin names mean lifted by Yahweh. Mm. So I'm going to put out an album out for an EP for his birthday. Say, yo, I'm doing this for you, telling the story. I'm dedicating this for you. So if, when I'm dad and when God take me home, you always got something to go back and check your dad out doing something creative for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you end up in music? Are you? No, I'm not. a. am I'm, I'm not, a pastor. Okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm working hard to be a pastor. I'm a pastor already. People call me they pastor already. So I'm just like trying to. Get what the world tell you. You need this. You need that. I said, God said, you don't need it. You need my spirit. Right. <laughs> That's what I got. 
Yeah. So is, is boxing? Yeah, boxing done? is something that I do. Boxer okay. is what I am because what I've done is just so many years. So it's like my mindset, I have a boxer mindset, but I'm just not a physical fighter all the time. Right. I fight in the spirit. You, you know fight I mean? in the spirit. Yeah. I like that. It says that in Romans, um, it said, when God comes to you, he will give you all the things that he's inherited to give you everything that you need to do to accomplish the work he set you out for. Yeah. So that's what I found out. How did you know that that calling was on your life? Realizing when people say, oh, man, you got a big, good Bible perspective about verses and stuff and connecting the story. Because what we're doing is like this. If God's words say, hey, um, these words are eternal. That means the book, the whole book should be something we look at as something that we should look to apply in our lives. Mm -hmm. so there are certain things or women or you was cheating women, go take her on the back mm -hmm. and stone her, you know, that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. No, I still stone somebody, <laughs> but I just do it with the scripture. Yeah. I'm built on the side of teaching. This is what the scriptures say and mm -hmm. remind them this is how we glorify the father. You know what I mean? Right here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the music part is going to be something I'm using as a creative storytelling thing about what God has done for me, but also use it because a lot of people think boxers not only can read, but also do other things outside. So I'm going to come out yeah. with this gospel rap album. Like no other God, no other rapper has done this or boxer has done this. I'm not coming out doing circular. I'm doing straight gospel, lifting mm. up the, the most high God. Yeah. This is going to be a, like a, a broad reach, but like, what do you think about, like, the Kanye West of the world who started off, right, in Christianity mm -hmm. and representing Christ and, like, kind of fell away but then have tried to come back and, like, integrate themselves into, like, doing gospel music? I think the hardest thing to do is to have money and try to figure out how to separate your money from God. Mm. That's number one. That's why it's harder for people that got money to see God in their money or mm -hmm. see their work because sometimes you idolize the money so much that you look at it as if it's God. Right. So I think for me, seeing Kanye, he did some very impactful stuff, and we got to see him going through all these traumatic things. And I think sometimes we look to say whatever's bad happened to him, but never say, yo, we got to pray for the brother. He lost his mother. Right. He has so much money that he probably is so hard to trust anybody who he have the right ear. I can just feel so hard, you know, hard towards him that I, I just like what he does. Yeah. And I also just pray for him when he, he, he falls short of that glory mm -hmm. to look to, 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 to be used in a way where it's good inspiration for our people. Yeah. And we all fall short, right? Yes, we do. Like, we're, there's not one of us that are perfect, so it's um, interesting how we put this standard on people in society, yeah. especially them being a celebrity, yes. right? And then we, when they don't hold up to that, we're yep. so quick to kick them down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, or cancel them. Or throw a stone. Or throw a stone. Yeah, that's yeah. what we usually do, yeah. Yeah. So boxing and biblical teaching yes right you're you're blending both of the worlds yes. together you want, me, you want me to read your bible verse please let me, let me see let me get that phone and throw it to me yeah right here i'm gonna show you right now what it said i'm gonna read you a bible verse okay i know my bible i don't be i think the bible is the connection you want me to read what version you like to read it from Oh, I like King James, but uh, I I, I like what? NIV. You a King James only person? No, but I like a New Living Translation, uh, and me, I'll do the NIV. Yeah. Let me, see, let me just see. Um, I feel you know I like King James because we don't talk like that, and I feel like it makes your brain work a little harder. I read New King James. Uh huh. Let me see. But let, let me read this one, and um. In in the NIV because the, what it has as the language. Do you know? 
that a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. By the way, boxers can't read, right? Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that would not last, but we do it to get a, a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike the bro to my body and make it my slave. So after I have preached to others, I myself might not be disqualified for the prize. Now you go to verse 15 and look what it say. I put these two verses together and it's so beautiful to read it like this. It says, it says, say, the sting of death, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brothers, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not done in vain. So if you think about all the work that we do, how much do people try to do it in vain to look good? I did boxing my whole life, not even realizing I was in part doing it to be in vain, to feel mm -hmm. the power and the, what it does. But then when you broken away and you the, the only dude on the top of the mountain alone crying mm -hmm. and you ain't got nobody to hold you and say it's okay. Right. That's what I worry about. Well, same thing in my business, right? Like I know for me, I started in this business when I was 21 years old and the things that I wanted to attain at that time, my character couldn't handle it. Handle it. Right. And I look back now and I'm like, thank you God for not giving me that. Because Only a humble said person would say that, though. Mm. That's humble for you to be able to admit, admit that about yourself. Say it again. Thank you, God, for not giving me that. That's it. Yeah. And what was that? Um, it was a morning show position yep. at a big radio station in New York City. Yep. It was a great opportunity. At the time, I was not living the best quality of life. Yes. Um, so I, you could have easily sold your morality. Totally. I so, was, it's like, so when people say selling your soul, that's what it actually means. Mm -hmm. Selling what you know is right for yourself. Right. You didn't sell that. No. Praise God. Well, because I didn't get it. Praise I didn't God. get an opportunity to. Otherwise, it could have came but with you, some things. But, but then you, you got to see it. Now you get to see it back going back and say, hey, I wouldn't been ready for that. So that's even more humbling to be able to say I can go back to my life and say I wouldn't be ready for that. It's a yeah. lot of things in my life I'm like, man. If I would have got that. <laughs> that's I can't believe I got only three kids. I'm glad that. Thank God. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. And like even for me, my son was like a part of God really protecting me. And Amen. so I, I had him when I was 18. Amen. Right. And, you know, being a teen mom and like not having a lot of resources, you're like, God, at the time, Amen. I wouldn't recommend that. Yes. But for me, it was important for me to have that level of responsibility yes. because of where I was in my life and how God needed to kind of move me. Praise God. Yeah. So I'm so I'm thankful for that. I'm that thankful journey. to hear the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this has just been wonderful in that I was, again, not expecting any of this today. Um, I knew we were going to talk about boxing. I didn't know we were going to talk about the Bible. And um, I didn't know we were going to talk about God in depth, which is my love language, mm -hmm. right? Because he's, I'm just so thankful to, I think we use God like very loosely. I say yeah. Jesus Christ. That, that you become more firm what you believe because yeah. everybody got an idea about God. Right. But they God never got a name. God is just like 
come with so many definitions. Mm -hmm. God is creator. God is the beginning. Mm -hmm. God is this, all these different things. But our God has a name. You know what his name is? Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what that means? Anointed salvation. Mm. God is anointed of salvation. How did somebody ask me today? You know what somebody asked me today? What's that? <laughs> this is crazy. He goes, he goes, Jesus wasn't God, brother. I said, mm. brother, what's the whole debate? He's people arguing if he God or not. I'm telling you how he's God. I said, God is a, let's first define God. What is God according to the scriptures? God is a spirit. Mm -hmm. Says God's spirit was hovering over the earth, was formless. Was not God hovering over you when you was formless and void? Yeah. When you was empty, did he fall on you when that happened? Then you come to know God. Mm. I said, was Jesus Christ the word? He said, yes, he was. I said, well, according to uh, Isaiah, God's words don't go out and don't come back void. So what God sent his word to go out do, that man, Jesus Christ, he came back and then he completed everything God said it was going to be done. Yeah. So that's why I praise him. Amen. Amen. So you move from boxing. Yeah right into a ministry that you multi with different stuff but which i'm still raising i'm being raised up now at this very moment so i take every opportunity like how do i go on a, on a cast these compliments i met um honey just uh doing another thing because of a leader in my life that i usually hardly don't go out because my substance my content is not aimed for uh people that's not really going to try to think about what they what they do and what they how they live and mm -hmm. religion life is about religious being reli being religious being re having a religion people are like why well, how you say that I said cuz religion definition is the belief in God or not a God. Mm -hmm. Well, I, what if I don't believe God? I said, well, I still take confidence to believe that he don't exist. That's which true. Which is it. So they, the, the words becoming. So religion, right? So they say a person that basically worships God. I said, oh, let me use the, your circle. A person that express something higher themselves. That's, that's religion, no matter how you try to cut it. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do is try to now learn about that in this process now is like being raised up in ministry i got life groups i do four by my own leadership i started my own bible study that i joined partnerships with my other boys so we do sunday tuesday and then do wednesday morning and then we do friday i used to do a shabbat study on saturday mm -hmm. and i and i serve at my own personal church and my ministry and my kids and stuff that's wonderful yeah and there's not well, I shouldn't say there's not a lot, but there's it's not. not. It's, you know why? It's what you was about to say. What you was about to say, say it again. I'm going to tell you I was going to say there's just not a lot of good examples of men of God. You want to tell you why according to the Bible? Yeah. I'm going to read it to you. And then I want you to kind of think about where you stand at, mm -hmm. right? It says, Matthews, Matthew 7. Mm-hmm. And we talking about context to what you just said. Mm -hmm. Ma um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. It says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to life. And everybody goes through it. But, but, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Mm. A remnant is a small quality or small remaining of. So if you want to be part of anything, you want to be part of God's remnant, his small remaining few. So, you know, we don't, we don't go with the numbers. We don't care about the numbers. We care about where you're standing at, mm -hmm. how you're trying to magnify what you want your young man to be mm -hmm. in his life. And mm -hmm. you're trying to get him and show him the example. Like my, my sons and mm -hmm. my kids, my daughters, I got to try to resemble 
the guy that my daughter is going to bring home one day. I got to lead the example. And I got to dignify my son. And lead, I tell my son, you're going to, you, you are better men than dad. Cause dad, you have bad dad's mistakes that you can mm. learn from. So I'm training you to be a better man than me. I don't want you to be like me. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm very impressed by you because you, you're young, right? And I say that in a respectful way. And most that. people that I talk to don't talk at this level, right? It's very surface, especially the business I work in. It's very superficial. I mean, you come from the world of boxing. You know me. My wife is you a know producer for the Today Show. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> My wife is a producer for the 17, 18 years. Mm. So you telling me that? So it's like what I'm trying to say, the marketplace is the most important part of God's spirit being in you. Right. Because he can use you where we, like I, when I came to this night, I said, I'm going to stop going to strip clubs. Mm -hmm. And my friend put me on a flyer to go. And, you know, I, I, I'm in this prayer. God, why? And I, God said he would leave you all the room for an escape when you tempted by something. Mm -hmm. So I went into that strip club and, you know, I wasn't participating. I was just there as his host, like he wanted me to be. And I told him this was the last time. Mm -hmm. And from that point, I was talking to talking girls and I was telling them where I was at with my faith. Those girls still follow me to this day. I mm. seen them come out that strip club. Yeah. So when I see things like that with my own eyes, I think I, I can't really um, resist what I see with me spiritually. And these experiences I got that God showed me over and over again that he was doing work. Mm -hmm. So we always don't want to allow God to work where we work. Like our job is too secular. But the spirit of God is there because your ministry ain't always showing people Bible verses. Your ministry sometimes is praying with somebody saying, man, let me pray with you like we just did. Mm -hmm. Take the opportunity to do that. Then you reflect. All right, man, let me say something positive for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to pray for you tonight, you know, and really pray for that person. Catch up, man. You've been all right. God put you in my spirit. How mm -hmm. you feel? Mm -hmm. You know, like that. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about discernment because you mentioned that early yep. on in the conversation. How do you sharpen your discernment? And someone who's maybe not walking in the things of God, how do you teach them to sharpen that discernment? I'm going to make you a big um, statement. I want to make sure you agree with it, okay? Mm -hmm. Paul in Philippians 1 verse 9 says this. This is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Modern day terms. What does this Bible verse mean? God said life is about judgment. Life is about discerning. And what I mean by discerning is like, yeah, you know things. Knowledge is something that we got all around us. We got knowledge. People got their religion on their phones. How they look at their phone is a religion to them now. They even hold it like they praying, right? But our discerning spirit would say, hey, when do I apply what I think I know? Have I made mistakes with that? Do I understand this? And how I apply this wisdom to my, this knowledge to my life, that's what makes a discerning heart is to know where I teach my kids. Mm -hmm. Hey, judgment is when you knowing where the wisdom is, knowing where to put your knowledge at. And at yeah. the time you need to do it. And that's a power move. Yes. Right. Because I think we always look at things so like in a linear scope. Yes. Right. We don't look at how to take what we know and how we're supposed to move and make it applicable yes. to a certain situation. I would tell you, honestly, what I learned to do is, like, learn to instill the words of God into my life and look at it like that. And that's that's very hard to do because people want to, they want to, 
Like people, I want to know what your your what your opinion. I said, man, I took this Bible verse as my opinion. Now mm -hmm. it made more better sense to me. I don't know how to do it now. Right? Tell me why you don't agree with that Bible verse. Mm -hmm. Why does it say that? You know what it says? Let me. You want me to read you one more? Sure. I'm gonna read it. Let me see. I said First Corinthians chapter two. I said. I said for who knows a person's thoughts accept their own spirit within them in the same way no one knows the thoughts of god except the spirit of god what we have revealed excuse me i'm sorry it says what we have received is not the spirit of the world so it's another spirit mm -hmm. but the spirit who is from god so it's the spirit of the world and it's the spirit of god so that we may understand what God has freely given in us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, mm -hmm. but in words taught by, re by the Spirit, mm -hmm. explaining spiritual realities with spiritual taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but consider them foolishness, and they cannot understand them because they are discerned. Mm -hmm. They don't have proper judgment. Mm -hmm. So we, we are called to... Make life about not judging and condemning other people, but judging where your steps are and yourself and what, where you at in your life. Self-evaluation. That's something we got to be doing. Transparency. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's if you can't be real with yourself. Right. It's going to be very it's going to be impossible mm. for you to translate any truth to other people. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we got to go to that mirror or that mirror. And ask yourself that question. Am I happy with the person you see? And remember, I told you, you said, it's okay when you say, no, I'm not. It's okay to say that. It's actually more powerful to say, no, I'm not, to actually say, yeah, I lie. Because when you say, no, I'm not, you actually come into terms with something that you could do something about it. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. It is. Even when you asked me earlier about how do I feel, I, initially, I didn't, and I couldn't lie because I, I didn't have our initial reaction, right? Yeah. But once I was able to kind of process those emotions, yes. right, then I could give you an honest assessment Amen. of how that affected me. Amen. Right? So I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you for doing this. I mean, thank you for having me. Yeah. And, and my prayer is that people who are listening to this, that they come to the realization of who God is in their yes. life. Yes. Right? And, um, you know, what's interesting. The other day I saw something on social media and it was a challenge that to put something up from a content standpoint, that if someone came into contact with the content, they would have an opportunity to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So I'm going to be obedient to that in the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to pray this prayer out loud. And for those people who are listening to this podcast, if you repeat this prayer after me, this will help you get right with God. Amen. All right. So I'm going to pray. So. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we declare, Jesus Christ, you are our Lord and Savior. You died on the cross for us. Yes. We thank you, Father God, yes. just for the power and the presence of your yes. Holy Spirit into yes. our lives. And we profess you just holy with our heart, Father yes. God, not ashamed, yes. not holding back. Yes, and we Lord. just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in every single area of our lives. Yes, and we thank you that by praying this prayer, yes, we are sealed unto the day of redemption. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, Something just came to me. Mm. One word for every man, the word. That's good inspiration. Hey, man. 
treat your mother or your kids like you want somebody to treat your daughter. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Thank you for this. I pray that this really helps people. Thank you. And they'll be in a better place for listening to it. You got to make me, make me a promise. Yes. When I release the when I release the EP, cut me back on so we can talk about the music. Totally. I mean, yeah. we can. When are you planning on doing that? Well, I talked to my manager today about it. Say, yo, we need to get out because we're putting it independent, mm -hmm. and I'm not really doing it for like you said. Remember, people try to do things for the masses. Yeah. I'm doing the things for the remnant. Yes. <laughs> the small quality. Right. It's quality over quantity. So I'm gonna use that, and God gonna magnify and do what He wants with it. Amen. So it's going to be multiplied. Yes. Yep. And so it shall be. You want to hear the verse? One more verse? Yes, please. Yo, what's your life like? What you been through? God got you covered and he's working in you. That's something special. He's coming to bless you. You keep your faith when your trials come test you. Don't make no issues when reading epistles, telling a better story, making it all official. When you got these gospels, none can stop you. Who can be against you when God says he got you? I'm on knees he be my needs lord please grant me the peace every word proves true only if you knew the type of people god can use check the lyrics they all full of the spirit moses by the bushes don't be scared to come near it sound like i'm preaching a pastor with the bars and the image of a king my crown is with the stars he never failed me amen amen let's hit it yes good thank you thank you